feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, some stunning details being made public. And when you see this FBI informant document that Senator Chuck Grassley, who is sort of the dean, if you will, of whistleblowers and informants, and when you see his details specifically, what he has revealed in this document that he just made public, Your jaw drops. And to me, it feels like the floodgates are really about to open in the Hunter Biden alleged bribery case and also the potential ties to his father. When you read what's in the document and now you see it for your own two eyes. And I think it's great that the Republicans are finally putting all of this out because We heard these allegations that there was this document. It's called an FD-1023, which is an informant with the FBI who comes forward and makes a statement. And you kind of say, okay. And then you heard, okay, well, the informant is a credible informant, someone that apparently the FBI has used for years, paid him well beyond six figures. And apparently somebody who they say is very credible who they have relied on, who has given significant intel in the past, and I haven't heard that disputed anywhere. So in this FD-1023, which is this confidential informant telling the FBI, again, a credible FBI long-term informant, so the person's name is blacked out, obviously, much of the documents clear as day to see, but this part is blacked out because it deals with his name and some personal stuff because you want him to still be able to be an informant. But essentially in the document, it lays out what can only be construed as a pay for play scheme, clearly an alleged bribery scheme. And it is downright damning. And it deals with the head of Burisma. That's that natural gas company in Ukraine that we've heard so much about. And this guy, Jachevsky, He is the leader, the president at the time, the owner of Burisma. And he apparently told this, again, credible FBI informant that, guess what? I have on tape 15 recordings with me and with Hunter Biden talking about what they'll do if I pay them X amount of money. And then he says that he has two recordings of himself. And also Joe Biden, the president of the United States, who wasn't president yet at the time. And him at that point saying there is a pay for play scheme and talking about the bribery allegations and what Joe and the family would do for X amount of money. That's what this guy is alleging. Now, obviously, these are just allegations, but still, this to me looks so bad for President Biden. And when you hear some of the details of this document that was just released a few hours ago, it's no wonder 
that the Democrats and especially the White House were hoping that this document would never see the light of day because it clearly lays out a scheme of big money. It is a bombshell document alleging basically a $10 million bribery allegation, again, not just of Hunter Biden, but of the president himself. And it really shows that according to the document, and again, according to what this guy told this credible FBI informant, that he felt he was being coerced into making the payoff. And he said, quote, it cost $5 million to pay one Biden and another $5 million to pay another Biden. Jachevsky, this is that head of that Burisma company, said that Hunter Biden was stupid and that Jachevsky's dog was smarter than basically Hunter. But he said he needed to keep Hunter on Burisma's board, which we know he did. So everything will be okay. And that's because they were being investigated for corruption. And they wanted to get this prosecutor kicked out. And lo and behold, that very famous moment where Joe Biden was speaking, I believe it was at the Council of Foreign Relations, and he was bragging about how this one guy who he didn't really think was a good guy, and he said, you know, uh, I can influence policy. And I told him to get rid of him in 24 hours. And lo and behold, he was gone in 24 hours. So he was kind of bragging about getting rid of the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma that was causing all these people trouble. Meanwhile, his son was on the board. The other person who was on the board was a guy named Devin Archer. And follow me here because Devin Archer is expected to be testifying potentially as early as next week before Congress. And that could also be an enormous breakthrough for the Republicans and good Americans that are investigating this case. Because Devin Archer was on the Burisma board with Hunter Biden and apparently knows all the details and participated in a whole bunch of meetings. Now, this guy, by the way, um, a little detail, the federal informant is a Ukrainian-American who has been a trusted, highly credible FBI source for over a decade. And he apparently describes four different conversations with the Burisma executive, beginning with the meeting in Kiev in late 2015 and early 2016 and continuing through a 2019 phone call. So there's multiple conversations. So it's not like you can say, well, he maybe didn't understand at the first meeting. He had multiple meetings where he said things were repeated over and over and over again. He says not only does he have these recordings, this guy claims, he said he kept it for insurance policy because he wanted to make sure that, quote, the Bidens delivered. But also, he said that there are many text messages and two documents that the informant understood to be financial records of payments to the Bidens. So, boy, are there so many questions tonight. And as it goes further, he was asked by this guy, well, who is it? I mean, are you talking about both of the Bidens? And he said he understood that part of it goes to Hunter and the other goes to the big guy. And he also said, don't worry, Hunter is going to take care of all those issues through his dad. Uh, no, everything will be taken care of through his father. And also that apparently, according to records, he said uh, that 
they won't be able to really trace the funds because he didn't send any funds directly to, quote, the big guy who the informant understood at the time to be Joe Biden. He says that it went through all of these different shell companies and all these other things and eventually ended up in Joe Biden's hands. So why is this significant? It's significant for so many reasons. First off, obviously the obvious that now we have somebody, at least this FBI informant, saying this guy in Ukraine, who is a big executive in Ukraine, apparently, I'm sure, uh, the Bidens and everybody and their brothers keeping an eye on that guy. Um, His daughter also, apparently, James Comer, was telling us when he was in studio with us a couple weeks ago here, he was telling us, I asked him, does anybody else have these recordings? You know, Congressman Comer, and he said, yeah, the daughter, apparently, of this Burisma guy. And he even said that there's been some sort of communications with the daughter, but that the daughter kept a separate, basically duplicate copy of those recordings. And so why hasn't anybody in the FBI, when they had this document, they've been sitting on this document for a long time? Why hasn't anyone in the FBI been curious enough to say, God, you know what, maybe I should look in to see if the former vice president and now the president of the United States could be compromised? Maybe it's a good idea if we could at least check it out one way or the other to rule it in or rule it out. But they didn't even want to check it. And they didn't even want this document to get released. So kudos to Senator Chuck Grassley for getting it out. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Mike in South Carolina online too. Mike, your thoughts, my friend. Well, Rita, you know, um, it's really going to open up a real Pandora's box. Isn't that something? Tape recordings, $5 million for Hunter, and the big guy, he's hanging out to daddy's hip like he always does. It's it's a bombshell, and the and these uh, even his grandkids, like you mentioned, are getting money, you know, with, with these, you know, um, you know, different bank accounts and here and there. You know what? Um, and the buzzword I was watching today, I was laughing. That's a buzzword. He was in Philadelphia again. Uh, Bidenomics. Yeah, he, he's pay, praising himself for Bidenomics. Give me a freaking break. And, uh, you know, well, what? by, the, by know, the way, according to this, he knows a lot about money. Mike, according to this uh, <laughs> FBI informant, Doc, he's, he knows a lot about big bucks. Oh, yeah. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Rita, he was asked a question and he goes, money, what money? I don't, I don't you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, guess what, Joe? I hope you take your last steps up Marine One helicopter with your classic ice cream cone. You trip on the step and you eat that uh, ice cream cone with your uh, aviator glasses on because you're going down. And Hunter, maybe they'll show you tape again, smoking crack to 120. You are devious, and he's got you dressed up in the tuxedo. And, you know, I'm Italian. I don't care what some of these uh, nationalities, Rita, but they both have that crooked Irish shamrock smile, crooked. Well, and you yeah. know, you know what I hate about um, the smile is it's almost like a snarky smile, like like the the expression yeah. you said before, uh, Mike was, you know, when he said, you know, like uh, where's the money, you know, like remember when somebody asked him first, it was almost like yeah. uh, like taunting, like you know, let's see if you can find the money. I mean, he still maintains to this day that he's never met his son's business partners, he's never talked with them. Um, we know that that's a lie, that for sure he at least has met them. I mean, there's pictures of him on the golf course 
with them. And we know that his son, yep. you know, was on conveniently on Air Force Two uh, at taxpayers' expense. You know, and, and this is what Comer is saying, that there is policy changes that was affecting, like this one, where he was kind of right out there telling everyone, oh, you know, look, I said to get rid of that prosecutor. And boy, suddenly, the and it was like, why does he care so much about getting rid of the prosecutor? Well, now, if it turns out, if there's a tape, at least we know there's an informant who believes through this guy who he knows quite well, there is at least multiple tapes. If we can hear them, if we can get them, if we can get some of these other people under oath, um, you know, hey, uh, maybe there's something on tape that says, hey, if you get rid of this prosecutor, um, then right. guess what? And then, wow, two days later, that prosecutor's gone. And even Joe's bragging about it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that that's where the, do- I mean, he was so blatant about that. Yep, without a doubt. And that's his, that's his uh, M.O. And guess what, Joe? I just saw the recent ratings, you know, uh, uh, public approval is more like disapproval, 56%. You know what, uh, Joe Biden? Uh, you're a piece of crap. You're delusional. You don't have the mental capacity. And you were lost when you met King Charles. You know, they got to point you in the right direction on and off the stage. You're a disgraciada prima class, which means, you know, disgrace first class. Uh, well, and, and by the way, what I love about you, Mike, is you express your emotions in multiple language. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Uh, Mike, thank you very much, my friend. We appreciate it. And we'll continue everybody with your calls. 1-800-848-9222. Boy, is this stunning to see Chuck Grassley immediately releasing this document Of course, it comes on the heels of a plea deal potentially being approved next week. It's going before the judge on the Hunter Biden case. Um, And also another bombshell tonight is that the FBI told Twitter right before the election that the laptop was real. And still, the Post, the New York Post, was suppressed with their story. And the FBI let the lie continue. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff and also... Could this document and indeed, obviously, getting access to these individuals and the recordings, could this be a game changer? 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And this document is a bombshell. Again, Senator Chuck Grassley releasing it just a little bit ago, and it shows an FBI informant, a very well-trusted one, revealing that there is a $10 million bribery allegation against Biden and his son. This is one of the closest things really tying President Biden, not just Hunter Biden. And this informant says he was told by this well-known Ukrainian guy that the Ukrainian guy has 17 audio tapes, too, with President Biden himself 
where they discuss pay for play. I'll pay you X million and you do X in return. Uh, boy, this is getting very, very ugly for the Bidens. Here is Congressman Jason Smith. He's chair of the House Ways and Means Committee, which is investigating some of the Biden funds. Take a listen. And following the facts in the Ways and Means Committee, uh, the, the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee, this is another example. Senator Grassley and uh, Chairman Comer releasing this information. It's extremely important for the American people to see what's out there. It, it causes some great concerns that that our president could be um, compromised to a foreign government. And that is a huge deal. And why did they not investigate it? In fact, remember Bill Barr, who's no fan of President Trump, uh, said that when he saw some of this documentation, because some of it came up a while ago, that it wasn't resolved, that it was actually forwarded uh, part of this to the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. The same guy, David Weiss, who sent three different versions of the whistleblower's testimony. So uh, there's a lot of stuff here that could potentially also show Further cover up by some individuals. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Pete. Line four. Pete, your thoughts about all of this? Wow. Rita, Rita, this looks like the big E word, espionage, and this is big stuff. Yeah. By the way, the big C word, corrupt. If it's true. Oh yeah, double, double, and nothing. Oh, this is awful. And the reason why. Hunter is staying in the White House because he can't be served any subpoenas in the White House because he's protected. You you know what's interesting, Pete? It has been fascinating um, to watch um, Hunter hanging around his father like never before. And you wonder, is that Hunter's choice or is that the president's choice to kind of keep him close because he knows the guy's a loose cannon? Uh, to put it mildly, you know, so maybe he's like, uh, in this tenuous time, I want to keep a 24-7 eye on my son because I don't want him talking to anybody. I don't want him doing anything. Uh, and boy, this document really ties the two of them together. What do you think? We're going to keep taking your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Michigan, where an officer's body camera captured him rushing to save a toddler's life after the boy was found unresponsive in a pool. Police say it happened at a family pool party where everyone was enjoying the weather and having a good time. And suddenly around four o'clock, a 911 call was placed after the father pulled his lifeless two-year-old son from the bottom of the pool. Without hesitation, the parents began to administer CPR. And in less than a minute, a Sterling Heights, Michigan police officer, Officer Sears, arrived at the scene. 
rushing toward the child. Seeing the toddler's face turn blue as he struggled to breathe, the officer picked the young boy up, flipped him over, and gave him back blows to help clear his airway. And the chief of police there in that area said, and then you could see clearly on the video that the child starts crying loud cries, which is an awesome sign for full lung capacity. It's a tearjerker. It's emotional. And thank God the child made it. He also further said there is no secondary thoughts. It's all about great police training. It's the way that you have been trained before, whether it's first aid, CPR, or active shooter training. Whatever the training is, that's what you have to rely on because when the adrenaline kicks up, the training kicks in. And our great Officer Sears did a phenomenal job. Bravo to Officer Sears and everybody there in Sterling Heights, Michigan, and for all you do across the country, our great men and women in law enforcement to protect all of us. Well, we are talking about this stunning Burisma document that just came out. Um, And it deals with the head of Burisma making the allegation, again, according to a well-regarded FBI informant, that the guy directly was telling him, hey, guess what? Joe Biden and Hunter Biden both wanted $5 million to help us. So basically, we would not be investigated. We were basically kind of coerced, he basically says, to pay Joe and Hunter Biden. And he told the informant that they have it all on tape. And that is stunning that apparently there are 17 recordings, 15 with Hunter, two with Joe Biden himself. There are apparently also text messages and also documents that are basically financial records of the payments to various shell companies and LLCs that eventually end up in Biden hands, according to the allegations. And this is really explosive because this is actually getting closer and closer to the big guy. It also comes, by the way, this is an amazing moment too. talk about a wild news day. A senior FBI official now basically says uh, that they told Twitter that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. On the same day that the New York Post published the first article, and remember, they were suppressed. And apparently, this individual, Laura Demlo, she's section chief of the FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force, which is a well-regarded task force, uh, recollected in a closed-door deposition Monday, according to a released form from a congressional committee from Capitol Hill, too. So this is big stuff. But she apparently says that she was on a call basically, uh, with the social media company. And she says somebody from Twitter essentially asked whether the laptop was real. And one of the FBI folks who was on the call did confirm that, yes, it was, before another participant jumped in and said no further comment. So she says she was well aware that she heard them say, yeah, the laptop is real. And remember, this call apparently took place October 14th, 2020. The significance of that, the election happened soon after that, about two and a half plus weeks after that. Remember, November 2020 was the election. And remember Joe Biden holding up that letter from the, quote, 51 intel agents who said, oh, the laptop isn't real. No, 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 no. It's not. This is Russian disinformation. And, of course, here it is, the FBI 
that Twitter says the FBI told them it was Russia. It had all the hallmarks. Look out for Russian disinformation. There's hallmarks of it. So that's what they use to justify the suppression of the story. And now we're having a woman who says who's a credible FBI Foreign Influence Task Force Senior Section Chief saying she was on a call with Twitter and other members of the FBI senior staff. And someone said, yeah, the laptop is real. And then they said, oh, no, 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 no further comment. Like, be quiet. So there was somebody in there who was genuinely saying it existed, who was with FBI. She heard it. She was on the call. And then somebody comes and shuts it down and said, no, 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 no more comment. So there's so much wrong with that. First, Twitter suppressing the story, being told that it was real. The other people on the call hopping on and saying, no, it's not real. Uh, Talk about election interference. To me, this is the epitome of election interference, that they did not want the Hunter Biden laptop story to come out. Because what's on the laptop is a lot of allegations about pay for play and all these other unseemly things that we've heard about. And that's what sort of opened the door to now this document from this FBI informant. And this informant says he had multiple conversations. The guy's name, again, is the head of the Burisma. His name is Zolchevsky. And he is the head of this Ukrainian uh, gas company, Burisma, which you probably got to be a shady character, especially to be running that. Um, apparently he was also close to the head of energy there. And there's, there's all this like questions about the background, but take a listen. Here is Kim Strassel reporter with wall street journal describing a little bit about Zolchevsky and the details of conversations. What is also notable about this 1023 is that we discovered this wasn't one conversation. There apparently appears to be many meetings between this confidential human source and Zolchevsky, and that this was talked about in nearly every one with the same thing or intimation being made each time. I was coerced. Mm-hmm. Hunter Biden is there to help us. Uh, I had to do this. I'm not happy about it, etc. I'm not happy about it, etc. I want to play cut number five. Um, because this is a conversation we had earlier today with Rudy Giuliani, who well knows who Zolchevsky is um, and is aware. He's been aware. He's been talking for years about this, saying there's this guy in Ukraine, head of Burisma, uh, and also there's recordings, there's this, there's that. Take a listen. This is a fascinating discussion with Rudy Giuliani, who knows the details of a lot of this. Listen to this. Zolchevsky is the... Uh major player here. Zolchevsky was the owner of Burisma. He created Burisma when he was a government minister, catch this, and he awarded himself the best oil and gas contracts in Ukraine while he was the minister of energy. He stole them for other companies. He built the biggest oil and gas company in Ukraine, left government. He had a partner. His partner disappeared and died within five weeks. And now we own 100 percent of it. And uh, the allegations against him are staggering. And when the new government took over, he was the prime guy they were going to take out. Poroshenko's prime target. In other words, they were going to take the business away from him. So he immediately lined up political protection for himself. I think this actually points out he got a former Polish president that he paid off. Uh, he's a couple of people in England. And then he. Uh, got to um, he, he dealt with Devin Archer and he got to Joe Biden that way. And the deal 
which I've always tried to explain from the beginning, but, you know, I was a liar and whatever. Uh, this goes back four years ago, the first time I gave this to Hannity. The deal was that if and when Poroshenko tried to seize his company, which is worth about $40 billion at this point, Oof. Joe was going to intercede and stop it because Joe was the most powerful man in Ukraine. Obama had appointed him point man, and he was in charge of distributing all of the money. And Ukraine had no money. So Joe waited for the right moment when they were desperate for money. And uh, he said, you're not getting it. Now, now you know Joe's confession, right? When that big, the big thing on the thing we see on TV all the time. Where yeah, he, the, where he says, uh, son of a bee. Uh, he, yeah, he got fired. Isn't that interesting? Within X hours, you know, that moment, the famous uh, where he um, said, yeah, I fired that prosecutor from Ukraine. It's right on YouTube. Whoever wants to see it. And it was at the Council on Foreign know. Relations. Yes. You could not do it at a more prestigious foreign policy institution. He bragged about it. Yeah, he yeah. bragged yeah. about it, it there. Sure. I, I can't believe he would do that stuff. My God. Well, how, about they, how about they clap for him? Even though if you, if you want me to analyze that for you, that's a straight out and out bribe that he uh, admitted to. And these, these guys clap for it because that's probably the way they do business. I mean, somebody should look at the audience and see who's clapping for a bribe. Wow. Very interesting. And it puts all the dots. It connects all the dots there from Rudy Giuliani, who's been following this from the beginning. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to Tony on line two. Tony, your thoughts. This is really jaw-dropping. And Tony, uh, this Devin Archer, Rudy just mentioned it also in that uh, clip that we just played there, Tony. He's supposed he's cooperating, apparently, with the GOP Congress, with Comer's committee. Comer's talked about it. And apparently he is going to be testifying soon. That could be really uh, revealing, to say the least. Yes, Rita. So, you know, I listened today to the show. I listened to it on the podcast. And after I listened to the clip that you pay, you played from Mayor Giuliani, I went back and I found something. If I could just read it, I'm not going to make any comments. I just want to read it. It's from the New York Times back in 19. And it lays out what Joe Biden was doing there as vice president in the Ukraine and some things he said. It just will take a few minutes and then I'll let you take over from there. But it's a good lead in to understanding what Mayor Giuliani said, that he was the money man in the Ukraine, that he was. Uh, President Obama's uh, point person for the Ukraine. And this is the activity that he was up to. If this is all true, this is the the prid pro quo. So let's just listen to the background. I'll only take a few minutes and then I'll hang up. When Russia, this is from the New York Times. When Russia invaded Ukraine in early 2014, Vice President Biden pressed President Barack Obama to take decisive action fast and to make Moscow pay. Um, uh, The president, a Biden aide recalled, was having none of it. Mr. Biden worked with Mr. Obama during their weekly private lunches, imploring him to increase aid, backing a push to ship FGM-148 Javelin and anti-tank missiles, yada, yada. Um, uh, so, Mr. Biden 
threw himself, uh, the president would have would not have any of it, President Obama. So Mr. Biden threw himself into what seemed like standard issue vice president stuff, prodding Ukraine's leaders to tackle rampant corruption that made their country a risky bet for international lenders and pushing reform of Ukraine's cronyism ridden energy industry. Um, you And this is what he said. He said, you have to be whiter than snow or the whole world will abandon you. He told the country's newly elected president, Petro Porchensko, during their early 2014 phone call. The message was delivered just as Biden's son, Hunter, joined the board, which is Burisma, the gas company that was subject of multiple corruption investigations. And he got paid and it and it discusses that. So that's the background of it, Rita. And well, it, And, it and by just, the way, you hit it on the head. So to sum it up, Tony, you know, yeah. he he was saying, oh, yeah, you got to get rid of corruption. But not Burisma, which had a reputation of corruption because it was being investigated. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, Rita, that's my quid pro quo. Have yes. a great night, Rita. Yes. By the way, you very eloquently laid it out because uh, you have to be, quote, white as snow, uh, but not if my son is on the board <laughs> of the corrupt company. Have a great night. Probably the biggest corrupt company there, according to many allegations. Tony, thank you very much. Much. We're going to continue with your calls after the break. Tony laid it out. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is the Rita Cosby Show. In the next hour on the Rita Cosby Show. By the way, we have a real special treat. Uh, the legendary singer Doug Gray of the great Southern rock band from South Carolina. I know Mike from South Carolina. He just called in a little bit ago. And you guys know I went to University of South Carolina. But Marshall Tucker, uh, the great Doug Gray, the legendary front man for so many decades. He's going to be joining us to talk about his new tour, but also his love of America and also his time in the military. Uh, so you definitely want to stay tuned for that. We're also going to be talking about Mayor Eric Adams, who once again said there's no more room at the inn. And this comes as Republicans are saying, don't you think about putting migrants that have crossed the border illegally and coming to New York City because it's a sanctuary city. Uh, don't you think about putting them in a public school? that that's not the place to put them. Uh, So we're going to talk about all of that and so much more. Also, Democrats actually coming out. This is amazing. You saw the IRS whistleblower uh, testimony yesterday, which I just thought was so powerful and compelling. And now some Democrats are trying to spin it that Hunter Biden is a victim, that he's not getting off easy whatsoever, that this is really tough for Hunter Biden. Uh, Are you kidding me? Did you hear? Did you get the wax out of your ears and hear what was said in the hearing yesterday? We were talking about tens of millions of dollars that they know of that apparently went to either Hunter Biden or companies related to him or the family's dog, the grandkids. I mean, oh, my goodness. 
So, I, but the spinning is really also quite incredible. And we're going to talk about that and so much more. So we got a lot more ahead in the next hour on the Rita Cosby show and make sure that you tune into that because it is going to be a blockbuster. Meantime, we're talking about this FBI form again, coming out from a very credible FBI informant that they have paid big bucks to and has been reliable, credible in the past as a track record with the FBI and some very, very strong quotes. Um, one of them in this document, I'm just reading from it. Um, they hired Hunter Biden to protect us through his dad, uh, through all kinds of problems. Jacheski, this is this Ukrainian Burisma guy, replied something to the effect, don't worry. Hunter will take care of all of those issues through his dad. The informant didn't ask any further questions about what specifically it meant. But Zochevsky did say that it costs $5 million to pay one Biden and $5 million to pay another Biden, and that he understood the other Biden to be the big guy. And when asked whether Hunter Biden or Joe Biden told Zochevsky that he would retain Hunter Biden, Zachevsky replied to the informant, they both did. In other words, that he spoke directly to Joe Biden, and he is said to have these recordings that actually show Biden and his son, quote, pressuring him. Uh, so let's see if it's there. Again, it's coming from a credible informant who has provided substantial information in the past. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Norm. Line seven. Norm, your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts are. I mean, every night I listen to you, Rita, and I and I feel good. I mean, I feel like something's going to happen. These are good things, you know. The, and I listen to the other listener, the other callers, and I feel good. And then I turn on the TV, and there's a blackout. There's nothing on this stuff, with the exception of Fox. And your station. And, and it just I, I'm really concerned whether the findings of these hearings will have any effect with the pop, you know, with the popular media like The New York Times and Wall Street Journal and all the major media outlets and in concerts blackout of these hearings in effect. And I just, uh, you know, it just it just gets you down that there's just, you know, the, you know, we're, we're, we're screaming here. And you know, uh, we're, we're it's like we're we're screaming in the wilderness here, and it. it and um, I think it you know it's be, interesting, Norm. Yeah. I hear you what you're saying, um, and and I will say, like even on the IRS whistleblower story, um, on one of the major networks, I didn't see it at the beginning, but then it was like I'm talking on one of the TV broadcasts, um, and suddenly I looked, and I'm like, okay, now they finally covered it, and they. Covered it actually like decently fairly. I mean, you know, they said, here's what they said. Well, here's what the Democrats responded. So I mean, it had a little bit of a skew clearly, but they did actually do an okay job. It was somewhere like in the middle of the broadcast. I contend yesterday it should have been at the top of their broadcast. Um, but the fact is, I also think if there are audio recordings that actually show it and they can be verified. And that's why what Comer is doing and what the others, you know, Jim Jordan and Jason Smith are doing is so important, Norm, because if they can get the actual bank records or audio tapes that can be verified and a whole bunch of stuff that can be verified. So it's so there's no gray because you're right. They'll try to downplay it. Many people and the other media But I think if there's no gray, they will be forced to cover it, just like some of yesterday's proceedings. 
Again, they downplayed it, but at least it's bursting through. And facts are facts. You can't erase them. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because you're perfume smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the And in just a few minutes, we'll continue your calls here on the Rita Cosby Show about this stunning development of this FBI informant who says, boy, oh boy, is there a lot of stuff on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Um, What this FBI whistleblower, and I should say FBI informant, um, it is coming actually from a very highly regarded FBI informant. This informant has been with the FBI a long time, has produced credible information. He has produced reliable information. He's been paid six figures. And Senator Chuck Grassley released the document of what the informant told the FBI about numerous conversations that he says he had with the head of Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. And this is absolutely damning. If it's true, this is disastrous for Joe Biden and is disastrous for America because listen to what this guy is saying. He's essentially saying that he has on tape. There are at least two conversations with Joe Biden, 15 conversations he claims with Hunter Biden, basically saying they were coercing him to pay millions of dollars to them. So essentially they could help influence policy that would be helpful for the company and the company that's had a lot of allegations of corruption. So if this is true, this is absolutely stunning. It's a sad day for the presidency. If it turns out that there are audio tapes and if it turns out that they can trace some of the bank records or bank allegations at this point, we'll see if it's just allegations, if it's just what the guy was saying. But he seemed to have a lot of specificity. And he also claimed that he had multiple conversations with this head of the Burisma guy. So the fact that it's repetitive, it's over a period of years, he didn't waver. And he's also given credible information in the past. And he clearly is in pretty closely with this guy to get this information. And the fact that the FBI never looked into this. It's stunning. And to me, it absolutely needs to be looked into because if President Biden did this, he is compromised. And if he didn't do it, well, then he should be cleared because it just looks really bad. It should be investigated. Why be afraid to investigate it if there's nothing there? But I think a lot of people were hoping that this document would never see the light of day. And I'm glad that Senator Grassley put it out. I say bravo because sunlight is important for the American public. The truth is important for the American public. And I hope that they follow all the leads so we find out once and for all if indeed pay for play was a huge part of Joe Biden's career. We'll find out shortly because it sounds like they are zooming in 
uh, very, very closely now. And right now, if you look at this document, uh, they're right there on the precipice of information. So let's see where it goes. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, also, we're going to talk later on in this hour uh, with Doug Gray. I can't wait. I don't know how many of you are Marshall Tucker fans, uh, the great Southern rock band. I certainly am. And we are going to have the legendary frontman from the Marshall Tucker band, Doug Gray. And he's going to be coming on the show in just about a half an hour or so. And he's going to be sharing his journey about what America means to him. Also, they're on an amazing tour. You're going to find out when you can hear them. And also his time in the military service. He's a Vietnam veteran. So he's got some really beautiful things to say about this country. I can't wait to ask him all these questions. And he's going to be joining us on the show. You definitely don't want to miss that. The great legendary singer, Doug Gray, who has sung so many of the most amazing classics over the last few decades, of course, with the great Marshall Tucker Band. And also President uh, Biden in the middle of all this is like trying to push his Bidenomics, right? Well, let me just talk about a little bit of Bidenomics. Let's just hone into New York City, for example. In New York City right now, they're trying to figure out a lot with social services, cutting funds. I mean, there's so much stuff. They're adding this congestion price stuff. And there's so many things that they're juggling right now, right? In the middle of all this, they are still spending over $8 million a day on the illegal migrants that have come just to New York City alone. And now Mayor Eric Adams is basically repeating that there's no more room in New York City. He's even distributed flyers telling migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border, get this, uh, to, quote, consider another city. That New York doesn't have all the perks that they think it does. Well, guess what? New York does have all the perks that we think it does because you see them in the hotel rooms. They were taking over at least 50% of the available hotel rooms in New York that New York City was paying for, New York City taxpayers. And they're filling all these other, like, locations. And they were even talking about putting them in schools and everywhere else. I mean, this is nuts. So now to suddenly say, hey, we have no more room at the end, maybe you shouldn't have telegraphed that they were welcome to come and that it was a sanctuary city and you put them up in hotels. They're talking to their buddies and they're like, God, I can get room service. I can get a pool. I can get a little margarita. This is a great place. And now, oh, don't come to New York City. Yeah, right, is what they're going to say. They're going to be like, yeah, right, uh, take down that poster because that's a joke. I mean, this is crazy. But here is Mayor Eric Adams uh, making his plea once again, saying no mas. We stated several months ago that we have reached full capacity. And that full capacity was verbalized, and now New York is just going to be visually actualized. Uh, we're going to see how much of our cup has basically runneth over. We have no more room in the city, and we need help. We need help. So uh, here's a tip. Maybe you shouldn't have advertised hotel rooms. Maybe you shouldn't have put them up in all these places because the word gets around that they got a pretty good deal. And here is Nicole Maliotakis, the congresswoman from New York, saying, guess what? This administration and many of New York's policies created this. Take a listen to what she had to say. 
He should consider telling the president to stop the chaos. I mean, quite frankly, this was a manufactured crisis by the Biden administration. They chose to undo the policies of President Trump that were stemming the flow at the at the border, that were providing some type of clear order and process, that were telling people they had to remain uh, in their in in a, this next safe country, not come over the border to apply for asylum. We know that roughly two thirds of the cases in court uh, just this past year uh, were denied asylum cases, which means that these people are truly here illegally, that they are using asylum uh, mm. to try to get in the country, but they don't qualify for it. And what they're doing is creating a tremendous backlog in the system. Creating an enormous backlog in the system at a time uh, where money is scarce and at a time where room is scarce. And in fact, Congresswoman Nicole Malitaka is pushing a bill uh, basically now also saying that in public schools, because they can't have control of the private, but at least in public schools in New York, the bill says that they can't house migrants in it, that she and others are passing and pushing for because she says it is just this is not what school funds should be used for. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking, of course, about these stunning allegations with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, because Joe Biden is mentioned by name uh, as they are discussing all this information in this confidential FBI informant. And this all comes, remember the hearing that happened yesterday, the big one with the two IRS whistleblowers? I want to play cut number six. Because this is stunning. In the middle of all this, you had these allegations from Gary Shapley uh, and Joe Ziegler. These are the two IRS whistleblowers that came forward and very credible. I mean, both very seasoned, well-known, well-regarded. And listen to the spin that Congressman Dan Goldman said on MSNBC on Morning Joe. This is a classic because he's actually trying to spin that somehow Hunter Biden didn't have a sweetheart deal that that actually he really got a worse deal. I, I want to know whatever drugs this guy's taken. I want 10 because it's really working good. Listen to this. I'm shocked that Hunter Biden was even charged with these crimes. If you look at the history of civil and criminal enforcement of tax issues and just look at Roger Stone's case, uh, he he effectively did the same thing as Hunter Biden and he simply paid a fine. So the fact that he's even taking a plea deal, in my mind, demonstrates a two tiered system of justice against Hunter Biden, not at all in favor of Donald Trump or the Republicans. What a joke. Is there anybody out there that actually believes that other than this guy? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ. Line 8. BJ, did you hear Democratic Congressman Dan Goldman? That was one for the record books. Yeah. Yeah, he's a piece of work, that guy. Uh, He's constantly piping up uh, the left-wing talking points. This guy uh, doesn't have an original thought in his head. He's an embarrassment. He's from our area. Listen, Rita, you've done an excellent show, but I'm going to lay it out here. Peter Schweitzer has been beating this drum for, for years now. Back in 2019, when he came out with Profiles in Corruption, when he came out with Red Handed, he laid all this bare in his books. Even if you don't have a mind to follow the tri- the, 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 the transactions that <clears throat> Hunter Biden was collecting 
uh, 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 tribute from all these foreign leaders. You know that Joe Biden was the vice president. We know that 10 percent went to the big guy. We know that Joe, uh, uh, Hunter Biden followed Joe Biden uh, to, to China on Air Force Three. And we, you cannot say with any uh, w- with a straight face that Joe Biden had nothing to do with or, or no knowledge of what Hunter Biden was doing. This is why Bobby Kennedy Jr. wasn't allowed to speak and why he was the platform, because the Democrats do not want to have an honest, open debate about the issues that are facing our country, both domestically and abroad. And we really need to seriously think about who it is we want to lead our country. I believe that we need to have an open discussion, a real discussion in this country about the the, the direction which we want to take both domestically and abroad. Do we want to <clears throat> support the Ukraine and give them just a, a blank check and say, go ahead, go for it? Or do we want to have this situation monitored? What about our enemies? Are we going to have a discussion about who who poisoned the world in 2020 and who should be tried in the International Criminal Court for such actions that left millions dead all around the world. We need to have this discussion. And it's not going away anytime soon. And, you know, BJ, it's interesting because you bring up some powerful points. First off, I do think it's interesting that this ties to Burisma, which is a Ukrainian oil and energy company. Um, and, and it's troubling. And I think it needs to be absolutely looked into, especially when it's dealing with our now current president of the United States and his son. Uh, because clearly, first of all, the, the son, uh, you know, I feel bad for people who do drugs and have problems. Uh, but he is clearly compromised the son, uh, and the father very well, maybe. And that's why this is so important because, you know, the son has a lot of stuff out there just on his own. Um, and then you look at the father uh, now uh, being aware of the son, even at minimum. Clearly, he knows of the son's drug habits and all the other stuff. Um, and obviously, with all this money coming in, there's just there are so many questions, just as you said. Um, and second of all, on the issue of the, uh, you know, the origins of covid, if you will, 1000 percent. The fact that this president, by the way, one of the other places where they claim big money came from, um, was obviously some of this tied to the Burisma guy, Ukraine, uh, Russia, Romania, China, especially when you say the word China. Uh, did that have an influence? Because I agree with you, BJ. It is 1000% stunning to me at this moment that we have an American president where we had more than a million people die from COVID. And he doesn't seem to have even the curiosity to want to find out about the origins of it to figure out where it is and demand that there be investigators, at least at that Wuhan lab, just to figure it out, you know? And then he gives the spy balloon a free pass that hovers over the United States. He doesn't seem to be doing much about fentanyl crossing the border, which is coming by way of China. You know, I mean, there's just so many things that that he's given China such a blatant pass. And that's why I think all of this is relevant, because it, it, it defies logic to me why any American president would do that. So I agree with you. A lot of this needs to be looked into big time. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC.
This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I am thinking of my time at the University of South Carolina. For those out there, I am a Gamecock. And this was one of my favorite songs in college. And coming up, I'm playing this. I'm in a little selfish tonight because I am the lucky one to have the conversation coming up in a few minutes with Doug Gray, the front man of one of the greatest Southern rock bands ever, Marshall Tucker Band. Here we go. It definitely can't be wrong because we're going to have the great Doug Gray, one of the greatest singers ever from that legendary rock band, Marshall Tucker Band. He's coming up. He's going to join us in about seven, eight minutes from now. I can't wait to ask him the name of the Marshall Tucker Band, where it came from. He's also a veteran. He's a great patriot, and they are on tour. You do not want to miss it, so stay tuned for that, everybody. Uh, let's go to Bobby, by the way. Line 7. Bobby, your thoughts about all this? Rita, good evening, Rita. Uh, just tremendous. Doug Gray, I was a kid. I was a kid, Rita. I'm 50, I'll be 58 years old. My brother was a big influence. He, we, we, they had the concerts in Roosevelt Stadium, Western Jersey City, and they, they did the circuit every year. The Allman Brothers, all these guys. Yeah, and, that's and right. Just, that's right. They, they opened for the Allman Brothers, and then the Allman Brothers yeah. opened for them. I mean, they, this yeah. is like legendary. Yeah. But which is, what's your favorite yeah. song, Bobby, by the way, of the uh, Marshall Ducker Band? Uh, long, Hard Ride. It's an instrumental. Ah. It's, it's like a it's like a cattle drive song. It's tremendous, but, but they're just known for the instrumentals the, 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 and the eclectic use of the, the saxophone, the flute. It's it's, it's, very, it's like you know it's, the Allman Brothers more guitar oriented. Where they they would uh, Doug Eubanks. He, he just hey, the jazz influence is just tremendous. It's just tremendous. It's not music like that now. Country music is like that, but it's just true Americana. It's, it's just it's just pure music, Rita. You, you know? are right. You are right, Bobby. I love you, and I'm I'm so excited to have Doug Gray on. Let's go to Bill real quick. Uh, Bill, line eight. Your thoughts? We're going to have Doug Gray on in a few minutes, Bill. Well, I grew up in Jersey City. We used to see them in Roosevelt Stadium every year. Look forward to it. Their, mu- their music is timeless. That's, that's some of the best, most underrated music that was ever made in the United States. Man. By the way, I 1,000% everybody, the great Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band, coming up. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a really beautiful story coming from Boise, Idaho, where a veteran named Larry Head, who is known in the community as a father, a grandfather, and also a proud Marine veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. 
He served from 1967 to 71 in the Marine Corps. And Larry Head said, once a Marine, always a Marine. You never lose that. There's no past Marines, only Marines. He also remembers the exact length of his tour in Vietnam, 13 months and 28 long days. And the veteran was awarded two Purple Hearts for his service. And he recently was thrilled to take part in an honor flight where America's veterans share a day of honor at our nation's memorials in Washington, D.C. After visiting them, the veteran said, quote, I still think there's a sense of underlying patriotism. It doesn't matter politically what you believe. We believe in this country. And I think when you go to D.C., you see that that is heartwarming. He said he also got to see the names of many of his friends who did not make it back from Vietnam. And it was very, very emotional. Bravo to him and, of course, all of our great Vietnam veterans. Welcome home. And also to all our great veterans and families listening out there. We love you and we appreciate you. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, I go back to my roots. As many of you know, I went to the University of South Carolina, and I love music. And our next guest hails from Spartanburg, South Carolina. He is the legendary frontman, the singer and songwriter, and so much more of one of my favorite Southern rock bands ever, the Marshall Tucker Band. And joining us now is the very talented Doug Gray. Doug, great to have you here. Well, thank you very much for letting me come. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing you or talking with you ever so often. Anyway. Well, by the way, happy birthday. Um, you just turned 75, and I want to say the world wished you a happy birthday. You had, like, every Southern superstar in the entire world. Uh, what were your thoughts? You got Alabama, Leonard Skinner, Zach Brown, Ben. Was there anybody who didn't wish you a happy birthday, Doug? You know, one of the most amazing things and most honored that I was was the fact that it was a surprise. It was something that was pulled off by, you know, Don Grubbs, the publicist, and and my publicist, and as well as my daughter, the 31-year-old. And she said, you know, she says, well, Daddy, we knew it was going to be a surprise. Because they had to edit it all together. For the people who hadn't seen it, it's still on MarshallTucker.com. But at the same time, what an honor for all those people to pull that off and me be out there playing and doing shows with those guys coming back in Alabama, having the whole entire uh, place singing happy birthday to me. I had nothing, nothing, nobody ever said anything. They kept it all secret. So yeah, I was totally amazed. It's wonderful to turn 75. It's also wonderful to know that uh, we have honored South Carolina. We have honored New York. We've honored New Jersey. We've honored everybody across the country. And by being part of their growing period, their understanding, their learning, you're, you're, you're coming down here and being part of South Carolina as well has given you an ability to understand that, you know, that's not just a bunch of rednecks, okay? We're a bunch of rednecks. Don't get me wrong, okay? 
rednecks being hard workers and people that went out. That's where that term comes from. You know, it's not anything really stupid. But by being a redneck was a person that went out and worked, leaned over, was doing hard work, hard labor, and your neck would get red from the sun. So that's where the term redneck come from. So, yeah, I'm proud. I'm still a redneck. I'm still out there 190 shows a year. And you know what? I don't think I ever want to do anything else. Well, I was going to say, your career is amazing. Everybody, we are talking to Doug Gray, the amazing frontman of Marshall Tucker Band, one of the greatest bands ever. Um, you guys are touring all over the place. I love this. Like you just said, you are definitely not uh, retiring. You are working and, and your neck is getting red, believe me, because you are out there. Uh, you're on the Infinite Road Tour. I love this. I mean, I was looking at your track record. I was like, wow, uh, Batavia, New York. And then on Saturday, you're going to be uh, at the Bergen Performing Arts Center in Inglewood, New Jersey. Uh, then also mm-hmm. on next week, on Thursday, Ridgefield, Connecticut. Then you're in Maine. You're in Massachusetts. You guys are all over the country. Um, I, lo- I have seen you guys perform. I love it. I love so many of your songs, uh, Can't You See? By the way, as you know, uh, that one just got picked um, as the top Southern rock tune. Did you ever imagine, here you are, this young guy from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, you formed the band with some of your high school classmates. Then it, of course, evolved into all the different generations, um, mm-hmm. finally becoming the Marshall Tucker Band. Did you ever say, God, look how blessed I am at your age, packing in places, and you're going to pack it again Saturday night in Inglewood, New Jersey? Right. Uh, uh, we had no idea. Coming back from the military, as you know, we all are military brats of some sort. I just happened to be lucky and come back a sergeant from Vietnam. A couple of guys in the band did the same thing. Gay Toy and, and Tommy and, and people like that. Also was in Marines and, and the Army like I was. And some of our history is what probably the reason that I'm still out there today. The understanding that, you know, we're we're here. We have a wonderful country. We don't want it. We don't want any turmoil in our back door. Okay, I don't want to walk out the back door and have to worry about things. We've got enough trouble and strife and, and, and danger that people don't want to hear about. But if we don't talk about it, we're not going to get any closer to each other. We never will if we don't talk. And talking is something that I like to do with you as tonight. It can be any subject. It doesn't matter. If we had hours and hours and hours, we could make a complete night of it. And it, what, what it makes me feel like coming back and knowing that I had to come back and I took a job in a bank. I was pretty knowledgeable about that stuff. And I don't know that I still am because I think it's changed so much. It's still a little scary now. But uh, at the same time, coming back, all of us having different types of jobs for a short period of time and then going into Marshall Tucker Band, no, ma'am, no way did we ever think that playing in Manhattan at Kenny's Castaway, (laughs) playing for 40 people, 40 people, first time we pulled into Manhattan, had no idea, and then about a month and a half later, opening Madison Square Garden with the Allman Brothers. 
and then staying with them for four years opening shows and then going to the Eagles and then going to all different bands and and not all of a sudden here we were headlining with other bands under us and you know careers span for a long time and it has made us stronger it's uh, of course nobody stays at the top forever we don't expect that i have never expected that but this band that i have now has lasted well for let's just say it this way the original band only lasted eight years as a total until people started passing and having automobile accidents and stuff like that. And now here it is 50 years going 51 Bergen pack, you know, uh, first of all, one of the, one of my favorite places to play since right after the, the terrible thing of COVID came through and, you know, and, and scared everybody to death. We want to go back and we want to be, uh, we want to show people that the music lives the music helps. The music um, is. You say, did you ever think? Did we ever think? We never thought one time. We said, let's go out there, and as we would drive in in a tour bus or a van, like we started with with WPLR uh, out there. You know, you, you didn't know what you were doing. You. And to this day, we still never follow a set list. We go out there with what people are screaming out. Wow, I love that. By the way, everybody, you can find out about the tour dates, too. Again, uh, Bergen Pack in Englewood, New Jersey, which is a great place. I've been there many times, Doug, at Mm -hmm. the Bergen Performing Arts Center. You can get details at MarshallTucker.com. He's all over the country. Again, Saturday night, a big show there at the Bergen Performing Arts Center. And boy, do you guys put on a big show. Before I let you go, you got to tell everybody, Doug Gray, the story of how you came up with the name the Marshall Tucker Band for your, I love it. It's, 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 no one, everyone's like, where's, who's Marshall Tucker? Well, the funny part was, is we didn't know who Marshall Tucker, that there was a Marshall Tucker. We didn't know what a Marshall Tucker was. We found, we rented this place, little dump down there, probably, 15 foot wide and 20 foot long basement of an old hotel, really old hotel. And so it had a key on it. And on the key, on the key there was a tag, a little small, little white tag as if everybody's bought 50 of them for $5,000, you know, for $5. But uh, it had Marshall Tucker on it. So some promoter came up and he says, man, said, y'all sound pretty good. This was after, we still was all working. Okay, it was about a year after we'd gotten back, and and we, you know, we didn't think anything about it. We could get that key every time we went in the door to rehearse, which was twice a week. Some of the guys were married, so we got to rehearse a couple hours. Basically, we just sat over and got drunk. That was it. And uh, being a promoter coming up from a block away, a place called the Ruins, which was appropriate because it was a beautiful and wonderful place. I. I wish I could go back there for a moment just so that I could relive that same thing that people relive with us every night is a particular song that gave them a memory to be strong. And, and, you know, people come back and they not only feel good, they walk away smiling and that smile on their face. And I look, I watch, I want everybody in the whole place to smile. It's a wonderful feeling. You get, I hope you get that feeling. I'm, you know, I'm in 
sitting in Myrtle Beach right now. I still have a place in Spartanburg. We all, a lot of us guys are from Spartanburg and Asheville and places like that. But we still put that same feeling and same energy out. It's the original band. The original songs get played. The newer songs get played. But we we create an energy that you have discovered and you just spoke about it. It's a memory. It gives you a, a wonderful feeling to hear a Marshall Tucker Band song or hear it in a movie. And you say, I can't believe they're still playing that. And it's been 50 years. No, nobody in this band ever realized it would still be around. Well, you bring so much joy to my life and so many people. I think of so many huge hits. Again, I said, can't you see? Heard it in a love song. Uh, Brings back so many memories. And you guys put on an amazing show. Everybody, come on out. Uh, Check out MarshallTucker.com. And again, also, especially if you're in New Jersey on Saturday night at the Bergen Performing Arts Center in Inglewood, New Jersey. But they are touring all over over the country and you guys put on one of the best shows ever i love it and doug gray thank you for your great service in the military and thank you for bringing so many smiles all these years and uh you got to keep that neck red for a long long time we love you it is it is intended and i'm expecting you to have a little bit of redneck too i i do believe me i spent time in south carolina and i worked in north carolina i'm right there with you and i know all the words to your songs i love you thank you so much doug Thank you very much. Wow. How great to talk to Doug Gray. Uh, And how cool he came back. You just heard him tell me. I came back as a sergeant from Vietnam in the Army and so proud to be an American. Uh, Really, really just great. And I love his message that we all got to talk to each other, that we all got to get along. Uh, Beautiful, beautiful messages from one of the great legendary singers out there. Uh, Let's go to Steve real quick on line one. Steve, your thoughts. Uh, Real quick. uh, Yeah, Doug would remember this gig because it was a special gig. We opened up for them at a place called Mothers in Wayne, New Jersey in 1997. Now, they have a huge biker following. They usually have about three, four hundred bikes outside in a row, in several rows. So about two, three hundred bikers showed up. Now, we opened up for them, and then they came on, and the bikers were getting really, really, what's the word, um, drunk <laughs> and, getting out, and, get, and getting out of hand. So they only did, they did only seven songs, and they said, and all of a sudden bottles started flying all over the place. It got out of hand, so they said, we're out of here. They, they didn't want to get hurt. I don't blame them because we were dodging bottles. We were, we were in the audience after we got done playing for them, and we were in the audience, and bottles were flying everywhere. Oh, so my God. Off. But by the way, what, what an, like, how cool is that? Steve, you are obviously tremendously talented uh, for you guys to open up uh, for Marshall Tucker. What, like, what a, like, unforgettable moment lucky you and uh and at least at least you guys got to perform when they were sober when the crowd was sober (laughs) so i guess they could hear at least all of your songs which was uh, a nice perk uh thanks so much steve we appreciate it let's go real quick to eddie on line five eddie your thoughts salutations salutations and thank doug so much i remember 1973 when i was a uh soldier out in uh germany and we bought the album uh from the PX, and we, when we were getting ready to go down to the Middle East and everything, we thought we were going to have a big hook out. We played that music and everything, and that was the inspiration that we needed a lot of times. So always salutes and salutations, always love and kisses, because these big brothers taught us how to happen. 
Thank you. Absolutely. How beautiful, Eddie. Thank you. And, and, you know, for me, I was in college listening to them, and it brought back so many great memories. Uh, We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break. We'll take calls on this, take calls on Hunter Biden, and also New York City coming out again saying no more room at the inn for migrants. Uh, Is that way too little, way too late of a message? 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Can't be wrong. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Impact night here on the Rita Cosby show. Just talking to Doug Gray of the great Marshall Tucker band. We're taking your calls, of course, on that. We're also talking about Hunter Biden. So, boy, is it an interesting night with some of these explosive details that have just come out uh, talking about the Biden bribery allegations that are laid out there for all the world to see. 1-800-848-9222. Two. Uh, let's go to Joe. Line three. Joe, your thoughts real quick. Real quick. I waited two hours last night, two hours tonight. Let me just get everything out rapid fire. The bottom line is if this testimony, legitimate testimony, doesn't put the Biden crime family away, then there's no justice. And the fact that these political prostitutes, Putana, liberal Democrats are ignoring the evil of the Biden family is jeopardizing our democracy, and also about uh, reference to the co- entertainers. Bud Abbott and Luke Costello were not physically, they had medical problems. They couldn't serve in the military. They sold $8 million in the first six months, all through the war years, traveling all over the USA, not taking a cent. And the California taxation and the IRS took almost everything they had after the war. No good deal goes unpunished. That and is, by the way, that is a travesty, Joe, that you just said. Um, and that is a downright travesty. And you're right. The, the double standards, I'm glad you bring it up because obviously we should do as much as we can for our veterans. Um, Joe, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Let's go to Mike uh, on line four. Mike, your thoughts real quick. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, our Republican officials got to be very careful. They're going to try and use the statute of limitations. But all these allegations were brought to light years ago. Okay, so the Republicans should not even entertain it. The statute of limitations should have froze a couple of years before. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they didn't investigate it because they wanted the statute of limitations to uh, run its course. This is why January 6th. This is why uh, COVID and all of this. They had uh, the statute of limitations in mind. And if it wasn't for the Republicans being in, okay, the statute of limitations would have cleared them all. By the, by the way, you hit a great point there, Mike, about the fact that it's only because the Republicans are now in control of the House that they're even looking into this because the Democrats never would let any of this see the light of day. You are spot on, my friend. And that's why it is important to have checks and balances in government 1000 percent. And let's see where it goes. I've only been there a few months. 
Uh, let's see where it leads. Let's go to Pat. Uh, line one. Pat, your hey, thoughts. Hey, Rita, real quick. Uh, Doug Gray played at Milford, Connecticut at our uh, annual Milford Oyster Festival. And my Mike, my buddy Mike Madden is his uh, road manager. And um, oh, he wow. Festival. Uh, of course, Doug Gray, of course, who we just had on uh, from the great Marshall Tucker band. Lucky. Wow. Lucky. I bet he's got some good stories. I got to play a little bit of Can't You See, by the way, Pat, because you know how much I love this song. Uh, And lucky you to hear from the road manager. Boy, I bet they've got some great stories. And you know what? Let's go out with one of my favorite songs ever, and I think, Pat, one of yours. Here we go. Can't you see, guys, on the Rita Cosby Show. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.